Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of the Current Era Podcast. I am your host Julian, and today I have a very special guest. I know all of my guests are special, but this guy in particular, I've wanted to get on since I started the pod, um, just because we go way back, um, and I really support what he's doing. He's a dear friend of mine. I have nothing was handed. Coach Keys, Doc Keys, right? Whatever you go by now. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> So man, let's let's go ahead and jump right into it, bro. Um, I wanna so this this episode I wanna do something kind of different than I've done in previous episodes. So I've never been able to interview anybody. So this is my first time doing it. So I'm like extremely excited. <clears throat> Mostly because it's you. Yes, um, sir. <laughs> but let's 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 bring bring everybody back, man, because I want everybody to really understand, you know, how, how we met. Um, and you know how how we connected. I I want to say it was like eighth or ninth grade, but well, I want to hear from your point of view. So go ahead. I thought we met in like seventh grade, <laughs> but you know what? I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Um, yeah, it was eighth grade because I didn't make the team, and I remember <laughs> you riding me. I was riding with you everywhere, and I was like, dang. I ain't make the team. Julian going to practice. Adonis going to practice. I'm okay, like, so I'm playing Derelict. <laughs> But wow. uh, I remember that. I remember Julian being named the Butler. So that was eighth grade. <laughs> that was you serving people. So I remember that. Wow, no, that's bringing it that. way back. That's uh, courts of Anawaki back. Yeah, that's Anawaki. Yeah, that's Anawaki. Jeez, yeah, man, that was a long time ago. I don't really remember that eighth grade <laughs> thing, but I'm not saying it didn't happen. <laughs> but I mean, that's a long time ago for us, yeah. you know. Um, I do remember. Um, I, I mean, in, in, in my recollection, our first time meeting was at the basketball court. Yep. So, you know, in the subdivision where our parents lived, there was a basketball court that everybody went to. And everybody um, trained there during the summer because we wanted to get better. Because back then, making the school team was more important than playing AAU. Yep. So, like, um, we would all train there. We would take it so seriously. And that was like... Everything to us was basketball, but what what's one of the things that actually made you want to play basketball? Like, how'd you even get into it? Uh, I, I give credit to Douglasville a little bit, and oh, I know wow. that's like, why? <laughs> but, all right, so I'm from New Jersey. When we moved here, uh, we moved to Sandy Springs. They just mm-hmm. played football, so I played football really my whole childhood. A lot oh, of people wow. don't even know that. I didn't even know yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> so... I didn't really get into basketball until I moved to Douglasville. Uh-huh. And I was like, man, everybody out here play ball. Like, what a football at? <laughs> and I remember Derek. And so I'm like, yep. Davion. So I'm like, dang. Yeah, I'm giving them shout outs. I'm giving everybody shout outs. <laughs> but I was like, man, you know, I got to give them this basketball. So ever since then, I was like 13. I was like, you know what? I didn't make the eighth grade team. I said, you know what? I'm about to train. I'm mm-hmm. going to go crazy. Yeah, man. And you know what's really funny about that? I remember. Um, that that when you say you didn't make the eighth grade team, I remember you putting in work that summer, and you got so much better. Yep. Like you you were really good going into our ninth grade year, yep. and of course you know I mean the rest is history at that point as far as high school goes. But um, as far as influences go, at that time, who were some of your biggest basketball influences? Um, I know it sounds cliche, but my dad. Like, I think you know yeah for. Uh, <laughs> For real, like he, I think I always give him credit on why nothing was handed was built because mm-hmm. my father he loved me. Mm-hmm. You know, he just didn't go outside every day with me to get my rebounds. 
And he told me, the only way you're going to really get a passion and love for it is if you go out there and make it happen. Because mm -hmm. if you don't have, if you're not self-driven, you're never going to exceed. Yeah. Because you're waiting on somebody else. Mm-hmm. So. You know, man, um, and ju just to touch on that really quickly, I, I know both of your parents, um, oh, yeah. you know, we, we've had a great relationship through you. the years. Yeah, you yeah, know, you know. Um, and it's it's so important for for young men to have fathers in their lives. You know, everybody doesn't get that. But the fact that you did and, you know, you telling me now how much that meant for you, that's huge, man. Like, I'm, I'm happy that your dad was able to push you. Um, and be there for you because, yeah. like I said, you know, not everybody gets yeah. that, so it's huge, dog. Um, so let's let's move on a little bit to to high school. So you know, I talked a little bit about how uh, freshman year you were you were starting to get um, really good, and so ninth, tenth, eleventh, and twelfth grade, all of us made the team all four years. Yep. I think there's only a handful of guys at Chapel Hill that did. I think it was me, you. Davion, Blakey, Yami. and, and Yami. Yami, that was I it. I think we're the only ones that made it all four years. All four years. Um, and somebody will fact check me on that, I'm sure. But <laughs> <laughs> to my knowledge, that was it. But I, I, I wanted to bring up Chapel Hill, man, because I feel like, in my opinion anyway, it was like a turning point for you. Man. Because, you know, ninth grade, we didn't play. 10th grade, we got all the minutes. 11th grade, we got all the minutes. But I think that was the year that they had to kick you off yeah. for grades, wasn't it? Yep. So, yeah. And then a 12th grade, where I felt like both of us were at our peak physically, athletically. Um, I mean, just on the basketball court. It's like, I felt like at that point, you were unstoppable. You were so fast. Um, you were so freaky athletic. But... That year, I um, I got hurt in practice. I was out for 10 weeks, so my season was gone. But that year, you didn't play either. And I remember one instance in particular, and it always sticks out of my head. We were playing at Lithia. We were in the locker room after a tough loss. Neither one of us played, but you you had it you was like bro like i'm out of here like i'm done with this yeah, I, I don't I'm care surprised about you remember that <laughs> yes bro like you was yeah. like i don't care about nothing coach yeah. wasn't over here talking giving us a speech yeah. you was like bro i don't care like you was just packing up your stuff that that moment for me i felt was like a huge turning point in your basketball life because i felt like you were you were angry sure but you were more disappointed that he didn't believe in you so talk a little bit about that i mean and you know how that affected you if it did at all um it's crazy because i know a lot of people's like i know you're mad at coach wilson yeah but it's like i feel like at a coaching standpoint he did what he had to do to absolutely. play the best player he felt that he had to play absolutely my style of play is not really point guardish. Mm -hmm. Now it is because I'm older, but <laughs> back then it was like I just want to score, tap, <laughs> run, tap, tap, <laughs> boom, set the screen. I'm shooting every time. <laughs> so I understood, like, all right, you know, but it didn't affect me. It it did play on the toll as far as like, dang, like what I'm gonna do after my senior year. Mm -hmm. But that's where it comes in. You know, you gave me the opportunity. Just text me like, hey, West Georgia Tech got trials. Yeah. And so, yeah, man. So leading into that. Um, so after our senior year, we we both kind of um, we were kind of in limbo um, as far as what we wanted to do with our lives and basketball. But um, 
some re- I don't even remember how I heard about it, but I heard that West Georgia Tech was having open basketball tryouts. And at that point, I was kind of done with basketball, but I wasn't really sure. So I was going to go. And I texted you just because, you know, I knew that you were still playing every day, like you were still hooping. So I was like, you know, come on, bro, let's go to these tryouts. Um, it was just kind of on a whim, really. Yeah. And we both went. We both had fun. But, you know, I, I think we both felt oppositely coming out of it because <laughs> I was like, yeah, I don't want to do this yeah. no more. Yeah, like, I was God. like, listen, bro, like basketball, I'm done with ball. Like, you know, I'll play for fun, but I can't take this seriously anymore. And then you were like, this is it. Like, I'm going to take this. Yeah. So how was that for you um, going to that tryout and playing for West Georgia Heck? That changed my life because I knew when the coach told me, uh, where's your parents? You know, we want to sign you. Mm-hmm. And I still remember the move I did. I, I went between the leg, crossover, pull up, game time. The coach was like, hey, come here. He's like, where's your parents? And I was like, Called my parents over. He said, we want to sign them and give an opportunity. So I was like, you know what? From that moment, I was like, my life just changed. Like, mm-hmm. a lot of people can't say they played college. Right. So it was like, oh, I, I didn't play in high school. Mm-hmm. So how did I play college? So it was just like a storyline. Like, my write my story as I go. So that's how I was leading up to everything. What were some of, the, like, the toughest adjustments that you had to make when you were at West Georgia Tech? Like, was the game a lot faster for you? Oh. I thought you were talking about the college. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, bro. Um, nah, the game, it wasn't even, nah, it wasn't fast or anything. I don't know if that's just the training I did, mm-hmm. but it was it was easy. Really? Yeah, I was player of the week almost every week. Oh, wow. Yeah, my first semester, and then I got hurt, and then they called me Derrick Rose. Cause, uh. Uh, <laughs> but. Wow. Okay. So, okay, so then from – from not even really wanting to go to college um, to playing on a, you know, on a college <laughs> and dominating. I mean, what was the adjustment like for college? Because, I mean, you know, this is the first time you're on your own. You were living out there on campus. You didn't have your parents telling you what to do, what to eat, you know, what to wear. So how was that for you and how wild were you? <laughs> It was what I thought it was going to be, like party, party, mm-hmm. party, party, <laughs> basketball practice. And, I mean, I skipped a few practices. Mm-hmm. Like, it oh, got wow. to that point. Yeah, it was like, okay. yeah, you know. Yeah, you, so you was out there wild and wild. Yeah, it was like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, okay. I mean, it's, it's all, I feel like I learned a lot from that, like discipline mm-hmm. and respect for myself in the game of basketball. Like, you can't do that. Right. You know, I felt like I worked so hard to get there, and then mm-hmm. I forgot, like, what it took for me to get to that point. Yeah. So I kind of got confused with the college life and class and party, you know, girls, stuff yeah. like that. So, I mean, how how far was it from that point to where you, you, you're done playing at West Georgia Tech and, you know, you're picking up jobs just to make a living, but you're, you're not really sure still what you're going to do with your life. How far was that point to the creation of nothing was handed. You mean years? Like, yeah. Um, was see. it years? Yeah. Oh, wow. Because when I got done with West Georgia Tech, I was, I was 19. And mm-hmm. then 
I was just trying to do anything to stay active in basketball. And I remember I signed a contract to play ABA. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, at 19. So I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm playing professional. <laughs> I wasn't even ready. Like, mm-hmm. I had the speed, the game, but I had no IQ at all. Okay. So the coach, I played 10 games, and he gave me a phone call. Like, yo, you've been waived. Like, we don't need you. Wow. And I was like, I was so hurt. Mm-hmm. I was like, that... I was devastated. I didn't know what I wanted to do after that. Right. So then I was 20. I was supposed to go to an NBA D-League tryout. Mm-hmm. But then I got in that car accident. You remember the mm-hmm. car accident? So that kind of slowed that down. Then I was 21, and I went to uh, Team USA Select for the overseas exposure. So mm-hmm. I did good on that, made top 30 out of the camp of 200 players. And I'm like, I still got it, man. Yeah. So... Uh, when I did that, nothing really came out besides another ABA team that wanted to sign me and pay me some chump change money. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I'm going to take it because yeah. I love basketball. So so I don't mean to cut you off, but just for, for anybody that doesn't know, tell them kind of how the ABA contracts work. Oh. Because in my opinion, there's a lot of questions around, okay, ABA means professional, so that means you're making at least a hundred thousand. Let me explain <laughs> that. You know Yeah, ABA, I mean in in the, you know, you don't you don't need to go in detail, exact dollars. Yeah. But just yeah. a general idea. Um it's it's based off commission, like uh mm-hmm. ticket sales for real ticket sales. So if it's twenty people there, they take their amount and then they percentage wise from the player and their, your importance of the team. Okay. So so the best player on the team gets the biggest cut the out biggest of it. And is it only ticket sales? Is that the only thing you get paid off of? That's it. Oh, wow. Yeah. And now ABA today has changed because now it's more like sponsorships and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But at 19, that was back in, what, 2013, 12? Yeah, around there. It, it, it wasn't nothing like that. It was just ticket sales. Mm-hmm. So. So I mean, were, were you making any real money off of that? Oh, I mean, it was it was about two hundred for all home games, mm-hmm. but you may only play five home games out of a twenty game season. Oh wow! And that's how they do it. Okay. When you don't have big sponsors, you got to hit the road. Mm-hmm. Teams with big sponsors, they can stay home. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you're looking at playing twenty games over three months, and you make a thousand dollars. But so are you only getting paid for the home games? So the away games you're just playing? You're just playing. Oh wow. You know? So I mean they they may have changed it now, but back when I was playing, that was it. So it's not really a living you can do. But you're considered a professional because you're on Eurobasket and mm-hmm. you can get picked up. It's for exposure. Right, right, so right. So that's how they kinda compensate with well, we're not really paying you, but we're you're on our platform. Mm-hmm. It's kinda like seen. an opportunity yeah. thing. Yeah. So, okay, that's interesting. I, I didn't know that. That's really yeah. interesting. Wow. Okay. And how long did you play um, ABA before you decided to um, go to uh, LA Fitness and make all these crazy <laughs> videos? Oh, <laughs> uh, I played ABA consistently for two years. So Oh, from, it was that long? Yeah, from 19 oh, wow, to, because I came up when nothing was handed at 22. So from 19 mm-hmm. to 21, I was just like ABA. Mm-hmm. So when I turned 21, I just kind of, I actually turned the offer down. They was like, yeah, we want you to be part of this team. And they gave me my contract. And I was like, I'm not. Fool me once. <laughs> you know, J. Cole, I was like, I'm 22 years old now, man. Like, you're not going to give me what you got me with when yeah. I was 19. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I turned it down. 
But I get a lot of respect because a lot of the players on the team, I still know them to today. And right. he's like, man, you was a dog, man. You was a mm -hmm. bug. I was like, I appreciate that. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So moving on just a little bit. Um, so how do – do you remember the first video that you made that actually went viral? No. Oh. What was it? You know – it was it was a video. I was just like, I was with my homeboy, and I was like, man, record me real quick, cause I never really had film on myself. So I right. said, you know, I want to see what I look like. Mm -hmm. I was just going through some drills, like some regular crossover moves, and I posted on Instagram. This is before views. Mm -hmm. This is all like, so you know, I'm posting selfies with outfits on. <laughs> that may get a hundred likes, but when I posted that video, it got like. 90 likes on it now mm -hmm. back then i'm like normally like nobody cares about my basketball right so i started i was like let me try it again i posted another video and i started getting like little kids commenting like mm -hmm. like wow your handles are amazing fire 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 emojis mm -hmm. so i'm like <laughs> hmm. anyway okay how did how did they even find you explore page people yeah. started tagging their friends they was mm -hmm. like like once they got on the explore page it was like at this person, at that person, they was tagging like twenty people, and I'm like, mm -hmm. "Who are these kids?" <laughs> then that's funny story because I never trained a day in my life before that. Right. So one kid was like, "Do you train?" I said, "Hmm, do I?" <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna run with that. <laughs> so ever since then, I was like, "You know, I'm a trainer." <laughs> I was 22. I was like, "I'm a trainer now." So I really started like perfecting, watching like. Uh, one of the guys I watched was Phil Handy. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you know. He's a um he's the Raptors essential coach, isn't he? Yep. Mm -hmm. You know who he trained back in 2011? No. Kobe Bryant. I wa <laughs> you, know, you know I love Kobe. So I was watching Kobe workouts, and I'm like, hmm. So Kobe got a trainer. Who is this trainer? I looked him up. It was mm -hmm. Phil Handy, and that was back in 2015. You fast forward, Phil Handy and I are now social media friends and mm -hmm. we talk almost every day like he's a great mentor to me so that's that's dope dog that's crazy yeah it's crazy crazy how the world works right you know you go from you know you go from playing in the aba to making no money to you know on a whim again just yep. posting this video and you know these kids find you they tag all their friends they put all these fire emojis yeah. and all of a sudden you're popping yeah but now you have a brand now you need a name you need an identity to go with what you're doing so where did nothing was handed come from like how did you think of the name nothing was handed and what does it actually mean <laughs> the story is so funny um, <laughs> you know my cousin christian i know him. we was we was at work and we was i'm not i'm not gonna say where it was working because i don't know if that's like <laughs> copyright or whatever like i don't want to say it. like oh we got to get a check no come at your neck you know but um yeah we was at work man and i was just giving my story like man where i'm at right now like nothing was handed to me man i worked hard it was like one of them type of stories and mm -hmm. uh it just stuck in my head i was like nothing was handed so i went on instagram and i hashtag and i wanted to see if anybody had that hashtag nobody did oh wow like, i'm just gonna run with that mm -hmm. and um uh, he was like, man, change your Instagram name and nothing was handed. And I was like, bro, that's too long. <laughs> I was like, bro, that name's too long, bro. Like, who going, like, nothing was handed. What? 
Like, I just wanted the hashtag, but, mm -hmm. you know, he told me to do it, my cousin, and I was like, and it worked. Yeah, I'll I, I say. <laughs> it worked. I mean, geez, so that was in 2015? Mm -hmm. Wow. So four years later, you're this huge brand, you know, you have this huge following. Uh, um, you have, you know, a lot of uh, followers that care about your content. Um, what are some of your like more popular um, videos like do they really enjoy the in and out the crossovers or which ones do they really enjoy honestly they love my street ball like when i do like oh wow fancy street ball moves they mm -hmm. love that and <laughs> it's just entertainment they love like oh my god you can do that with the ball like mm -hmm. yeah but i like to put it out there too like i do this for entertainment but i'm also a trainer so i can right. play ball for real yeah like, don't get it twisted <laughs> <laughs> when did you start um merchandising yourself like you know i see you have the hoodies you have the shirts yeah. and stuff so like when did you start doing that um that was back in 2015 like maybe like two months three months after i started going viral because mm -hmm. i went from 900 to like 3,000 followers within like two months and wow. I was like what the heck going on <laughs> I was like all right let me uh make some shirts and mm -hmm. so it just started like that and it just started evolving over the years and uh kids buy into what I do so they love anything that I started doing so I was right. like, all right I got shirts yeah yeah man and you know I see I see you on your Instagram all the time you know um I see you with the Harlem Globetrotters I see you with the uh, Jordan Sutherland I believe yeah. hot flyer and you know they they all care about you bro like they all mm -hmm. rep nothing was handed and it's such a it's such a huge thing now like it's it's like a you're like a the you're like a douglasville legend bro. I am <laughs> <laughs> which is hilarious because you know from you know i mean i i know you personally i don't, I don't know you as nothing was handed yeah. you know like and i like to keep it that way yeah i mean people yeah. that really know me like come on man don't yeah. call me that nothing was handed you know me i'm not gonna call you by your rap name sorry <laughs> <laughs> but every time every time I, I i think about your success i think about that time in high school where at lithia because you know like we talked about it earlier you know you were you were so disappointed because you knew you could do more and now you are like you know i'm so happy for you dog like i, I see you doing that. your thing yeah that's that's really why i was like i made it a a note to come in today because i was like man like when i heard you you doing your own podcast I was, so, <laughs> I was so happy i was like man i want him to do this because he know you know what you're talking about you know yeah. sports you know anime you know everything <laughs> i just feel like that was a great fit for you and i'm like man yeah, I well, I mean, I don't want to call myself an expert, but um, I just I just like to have fun, man. And, you know, I saw you doing your thing. I see Devontae with Fleaway. I see yeah. Paris with his double R's thing. I see Ebony with its natural. I mean, there's a lot of people that I follow that, I mean, they're, they're starting to build their own brand. Mm -hmm. They're starting to do something that they believe in you know they don't want to work a nine to five the rest of their life you know like they want to actually follow their dreams and stuff that they love and that's inspiring for me because i was one of those people that was like man i don't want to take that leap of faith because i don't know if i'm gonna make it yeah. and who knows if i will you know yeah. like this i mean this nothing's guaranteed nothing. um but you have to you have to take that leap of faith or you'll never know and when you did that with, with nothing was handed, you didn't know if it was going to work out. I like did. you say, like you did it on a whim and it kind of just happened. Yeah. So it's great that, you know, all this is working out for you. But one of the questions I, I do want to ask is, 
you had um, some kid in Toronto, I believe it was, that reached out to you and posted a video um, about his nothing was handed handles. Nope. So, like, what made you start doing the nothing was handed challenge? And how did you feel when this kid from out of the country reached out to you? Man, first, that connection, um, me and his dad still talk. Like, Oh, wow, really? Yeah, like, he called me when he came to Atlanta and was like, <clears throat> Hey, nothing was handed. And I was like, look, this is my real name. Look, text me that. So he's like, oh, Daki's like, come to uh, Swanee. His mm-hmm. son was playing the AAU tournament. And that connection built through an Instagram. Right. So it's like, you came all the way from Canada, Canada to Atlanta and I met you. Mm-hmm. And it was just like a surreal moment. Like, he just, you know, almost cried. Like, wow. Oh, like, wow. Man, he said, you're like my idol. I was like, wow. Really? So how does that feel, bro? Like you got you got people calling you their idol. How does that feel, bro? I really was like, man, that's that's crazy. I really, mm-hmm. you know, heartfelt for that because it's like, man, your hard work paid off, man. Yeah, you know. So. Yeah, when you got when you got the the next generation looking up to you because of something you've done, then you know you've done something right. Yeah. So I mean. I can't imagine how that must have been for you, bro. Like, again, that's just another one of those experiences that, you know, you, you, you work so hard for mm-hmm. and you you get the recognition. Not that recognition is everything, yeah. but it's, it's nice to know that you you help make that kid's day. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Because I was only used to hearing it from my little brother and sister. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, of course, they're going to think big brother good. Right. You know what's funny about that? I, I I didn't know if I was if I could bring them up, but so Hannah's a beast. Um, why is she such a beast, bro? I don't know, man. She's on she, that nothing was handed. Yeah, or what? she's on that nothing was handed train. <laughs> I'll be watching the Instagram videos you post to her. I'm just like, yo, man. she got moves, and yeah. she be woo. Man, she just she just had Tuskegee come out and watch her and talk. Are you to serious? My, yeah, they talked to my parents. Now we're not gonna settle for that. Sure. But Tuskegee's a great look for a sophomore. Yeah. And uh, wait, she's only a sophomore in high school. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, I know. And another thing that she does better than me and Brandon, she has a three seven GPA. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> so she finna go to Harvard. Yeah, boy. you know. So shout out to my little sister. Shout out to Brandon too. Yeah, man, Brandon's yeah. doing his thing too. Uh, producer B Hunter, boy, Oof. he's he's <laughs> he's doing songs with Future and yeah. a whole bunch of big artists in Atlanta. So yeah. that's dope, man. Yeah. How did how did he even get into that? Social media. Social media is such a powerful tool. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's, it makes me think like, how did anybody get popular before social media? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, wow. <laughs> like, how did you do it without social media? Yeah. Man, okay, so um, just go, going back into nothing was handed a little bit. When did you realize that this was like a like a real thing? Like you had like a huge following and people started believing in you. I guess it's like the Instagram takeoff. But yeah. when did you realize? Oh snap! You know this might be something. Yeah. It was two. It was the end of 2015. Uh, me, Devontae, and Parrish had went to Miami. Mm-hmm. And the famous Miami trip. Yeah, Miami. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was that trip. That's when I knew going into 2016, I was like, I want to make it a brand. I want to mm-hmm. be like the next Nike. Like, I'm not saying I'm going to be the new Nike. <laughs> right. I'm not saying that, but I had to hold, hold the bar high. Just mm-hmm. like when I did my training, I mm-hmm. looked up to Kobe. So I know I'm not going to be as good as Kobe, but I want to get... 
I want to train as hard as I can. Yeah. So it was the same thing with with the brand, and um, honestly, it was just like certain moments, like uh, the last job I worked, I just was like, man, a guy came up to me and said, "Why are you working here?" He didn't even know me, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Man, you just seem like you you special, something about you." And that's not a fabricated story. It scared <laughs> me when he said it. I was like, "What?" So. From that moment, that's when I knew I had something serious. And mm-hmm. I was like, man, I got to keep it going. Do you remember the first time you got paid for doing like a nothing was handed sponsored thing? Uh, yeah, it was it was goodies. <laughs> the, is that the tire place? <laughs> no, nah, it was the, uh, you know, goodies for your head. Like you have a headache. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Uh, I work with a marketing company uh, that just that gives me ads. They give me so many ads, and I just choose which one I want, mm-hmm. which one would appeal to my fan base and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So, I mean, once again, it's not a million dollars, <laughs> but make fifty to a hundred dollars on a post like that. And mm-hmm. It's not all the time, but when you make that type of money, it's easy. Yeah, you know, you know, it's like a little twenty-five, thirty-second spot. You know, you get your stuff in, yeah. but so you're promoting their stuff, but at the same time, you're promoting yourself. Yep. So and you're getting paid for it. Like, so yeah, I mean it's, it's a, a no brainer. Yeah, exactly a win win. Yeah. So I mean, how 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 did they reach out to you? Like, how did y'all connect to even do that? You know what? I think it's uh, it got to be some type of software in the uh, social media system that mm-hmm. brings up like influencers that's hitting a certain engagement rate. Okay. Because that's how they hit me in the email. They always say your engagement rate has stood out, and we want to oh, wow. add you. Something. Like okay. That. Okay. Oh, that makes sense. So, yeah. So, I guess based on the amount of followers or views, views you get, yeah. they'll connect with you mm-hmm. and say, hey, you have a lot of views. You have a lot of followers. Please promote our product. We'll yeah, pay. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> did you? Okay. So, when you got the email, did you think it was real? I didn't think it was real. I was scared. <laughs> I was like, they want my Instagram information. No. No, sir. What do you mean they wanted your information? Uh, Well, they have to link it. Mm-hmm. So, I have to link my Instagram to their platform to bring the engagement rate Uh. To, to to for their stats like oh okay how many comments likes views and the engagement rate so, oh wow yeah that's interesting i didn't know that okay yeah, me either so <laughs> i was like is this real and when when did okay so when they actually did you, they pay you before or after uh they pay you after they pay you after okay uh, and when you actually got paid were you like <laughs> that was the day i was like oh this is real. Right. Like, I already knew, like, I'm trying to do my own thing, but now it's like, you're getting paid for making ad posts. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was game time. That's so. dope, bro. And um, so so now now you're, you're, you're Coach Keys, you know, you're a <laughs> trainer, um, and you train a lot of, not just children, I mean, I've seen you train guys, you know, high school um, and above, so... Where did the training aspect come in for you? I mean, when did you realize, I mean, I know you talked a little bit about it earlier, but like, when did you realize that training was something you wanted to build into the nothing was handed brand? Um, yeah, it was shortly after that post, um, from that comment, but it was one of them things where I struggled. A lot of people don't know. I struggled with the training because I wasn't ready to do that yet. Right. I still wanted to play Mm -hmm. and I was like, man. Being a trainer, you know, I don't love it. I like it. Mm-hmm. So I struggled with that. But what helped was when I started seeing progress from kids I was working with and how their parents reacted and how they kept coming back. It started over time. I was like, man, I love seeing that more than I love playing. Right. So then that's when it was like, all right, 
I'm Coach Keese. <laughs> Nothing was handed. And now, we, you know, we're going to have different coaches. We got a couple coaches now, but – and they rep, they underneath that brand. So Right. Yeah. Dang, man. So um, I want to talk a little bit about how Nothing Was Handed went from just you to that brand. I mean, I know you have people that help you, that yeah. help promote you and stuff. So talk a little bit about that and some of the people that work with you with, with uh, Nothing Was Handed. Okay. Um. Yeah, when I, when I, it's all about selling. So I sold Nothing Was Handed as we're a company, mm-hmm. kind of. And before it was anything, I was just really flexing. <laughs> <laughs> I was flexing like I had a whole big team. It was just me. Mm-hmm. Everybody asks, who does your website? Me. Mm-hmm. Who does your marketing? Me. So I knew I, I knew I got to a certain point where I couldn't do it by myself anymore. So right. I started connecting with a good friend of mine, business partner, Thrift. Mm-hmm. He does a lot of radio podcasts. So I knew that go hand in hand with promotion for kids. Right. That's what I want. Um, after that, it was just like connect the dots. Partnership with Bolton Basketball. Everybody knows they work with FIBA. Mm-hmm. I sold them. I have an after school program, AAU. I do camps, clinics, all of that. So I need basketballs. Right. They were like, all right, we want to make this partnership official. And I signed with them. So it was like, boom. That was the first big deal. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing, but <laughs> it's working. I evidently do. So I was like, all right. And then the next one was the facility. Mm-hmm. That was that was big. Yeah, that's monumental, man. So let's go ahead and get into that. Uh, you have a new training facility that just opened. Uh, as we're recording, it just opened uh, Saturday, February 9th. We're recording on that Sunday. Um, so how the heck... Did you get a training facility, bro? Like, how did how, just tell me the story of how it all came together? God, I was just about to say God, right? God. I mean, I'm always gonna say that God really. I don't know, my parents. I think my parents for that because my faith has always been high. Mm-hmm. I mean, I 2018 was a roller coaster, mm-hmm. like from everything. I mean, material things to relationship with friends and i mean it was just it was crazy mm-hmm. it was crazy so yeah god definitely kept my faith high when i was low and uh yeah i just knew i wanted a facility i knew that's what i was lacking to bring kids onto a platform and actually train because Douglasville, we don't have any gyms yes yeah. la fitness and I was about to say, like, so, like, at, at, at the point before the facility, you were just training people where you could. So, mm-hmm. like, it was at the courts in Anawake or it was at LA Fitness or it was at Jesse Davis or wherever. Yeah. But now you have your own place that these kids can come to and train and they can book you and yep. schedule private sessions. They can schedule group sessions. Group sessions yep. um, that's crazy, man. Yeah. So, like, who, who who did you get with to um, to make this training facility happen? Like, mm-hmm. is it solely yours? Like, is no. it your building? Um, it felt like it as far as the <laughs> basketball court, but it was Bradley Hill. Um, shout out Bradley yeah, Hill. Shout out Bradley Hill. <laughs> he, it's his facility, and he trains basketball. But he he's one of the coaches that's honest with himself. Like he can't do everything. He's more of a football guy. Mm-hmm. So he said, "I seen your work. I love your work. The other coaches here love your work. We want to have you as the official basketball instructor for our facility." Mm-hmm. So I said, okay, um, that came out of nowhere, uh, <laughs> but it's, it shows the work, like your work ethic, like hard work never goes unnoticed. And I've 
started to stop believing in that because it's like, man, I've been working hard. Right. But it's just one of the things. Your faith got to be there. Yeah. You got to know what's going to happen. And I did. I was like, I'm going to get my opportunity. I just kept saying that. Mm-hmm. So, so like, is this probably the biggest thing that's happened for you so far? By far. By I far. thought the after-school program was the biggest mm-hmm. thing last year because the effect we had and how Columbus, Georgia knew who I was, mm-hmm. not just certain schools. Like, everyone knows who Coach Keith is now. Right. So, I thought that was big, but closing that deal and, I mean, we had two-hour meetings mm-hmm. trying to figure this thing out, like, all right, this, that, paperwork. And it was like, man, I'm doing some real boss stuff. Like, yeah. And now, I mean, you know, as as we as I said, as we record this, the facility is now open. Yeah. So I wanted I want to learn a little bit about the facility. Um, what type of things are in the facility? Is it strictly just basketball, or are there other things in there? Yeah, there's other sports. Um, we have football. It's every sport: mm-hmm. football, tennis, volleyball, basketball, uh, soccer. Baseball. baseball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's every sport. And they have um, professional MLB. Uh, his name is Rod. He played MLB with the athletics. Mm-hmm. I'm not big on baseball, but, <laughs> yeah, he's like the main trainer for the baseball kids or whatever. So. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's big. And where, where is your facility located? Uh, Columbus, Georgia. It is in Columbus? Uh, okay, okay. So I'm work, I work Monday and Wednesday, so my thing is, I, I gotta make a move now. Yeah. So, I'm doing apartment shopping right now. It's out there. It's, I didn't know how hard it was. Like, <laughs> yeah, it ain't easy, man. Yeah, I'm trying to find an area. I'm like, you gotta make like, sure the most important thing with finding somewhere to live is the commute, and making sure the commute's not gonna be awful in the morning and in the afternoon. So. Uh, I found one place, but it, I don't think they got any openings until like the end of March. So, oh, like, you need to move, like, immediately? I mean, I don't have to, but... You'd rather yeah, I would get rather, it done. Like, as, yeah. like, I just want to get it done now. Yeah. Like, the opportunities here, the work, hard work paid off, so now reward yourself. So, so I mean, at, at this point, um, your facility's open. Nothing was handed a huge brand. So, I mean, if people want to book you, like, how how do they reach you? How do they book you? Can they just go straight to your Instagram, or how do they do it? Yeah, I used to have... Um, through Instagram, but now uh, you can go to www.nothingwashanded.com. So, yeah. Okay, you and then they there. can... I'm yeah. sorry, go ahead. Now, yeah, you go on there, and it has a, a section where it says book online. Mm-hmm. You click that link, and it brings up my hourly workouts. It's 45 for one workout mm-hmm. for an hour, and then if you want the monthly membership, it's 160 for eight workouts. Okay. So, you know, I don't want to break nobody's head. Because my prices <laughs> used to be different. Yeah. You know, but. Okay. That's good, man. <laughs> and as far as uh, Nothing Was Handed goes, um, tell everybody where they can find you on um, Instagram, Facebook, whichever you have. Yeah, Instagram at underscore Nothing Was Handed. And that's really it. That's I mean, all you have? Okay. Yeah, I just got Instagram. <laughs> I got YouTube. Nothing was handed TV. Hey. <laughs> Is that where you shoot all the videos with uh, Chris? Chris? Chris Trennan? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris Trennan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. I was about to say, like, yeah. I feel like I've seen all y'all videos on there because yeah. I know he's trying to be a movie star. So. Yeah, yeah. He's trying to do that. So. <laughs> yeah. 
all right man well i appreciate you coming on dog i really do um we had a great combo i feel like i dug deep and told all your secrets so (laughs) no that's good i want it authentic as possible yeah hey man shout out shout out nothing was handed shout out fleaway shout out double r shout out it's natural shout out chris trendon um and i know i'm forgetting people but those are the only ones i can remember off the top of my head i really appreciate you guys i appreciate everything that you're doing and you guys have inspired me to follow my dreams and start something that i've wanted to start um and thank you again to coach keys doc keys mr nothing was handed for coming on uh that's it man that's a great episode that's it.